Wait Ready till, yet? Wait till Mike's done typing over there. Are you canceling something? <laughs> <laughs> that was low. I'm sorry. Do you have, do you have a hotkey that just types due to saturated grounds? High water table. <laughs> Let's not. That's oh. a that's a Graziano deal. We're, we got to be past that now. We're past yeah, that. We should it's be. We're in spring. It's May. All right. April showers bring May racing. I thought you were going to open the can to open the show. We could do that. Oh, you want me to talk first? No. All right. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Red, red, red. Get him stopped. Get him stopped. Welcome to Open Red. Credentials denied. Your home for World of Outlaws and Dirt Car conversation and news. On this week's show, we look back at a wild weekend at the Bristol Bash. It's a big week for those who compete in our esports events. Plus, we're all in action this week, so strap in and get ready for a lot of racing. I'm Mike Warren, and joining me in the studio are your hosts, Nick Dano, Chris Dolak, and Mick. And Mike Warren cracks the first can of the week. Of Nos Energy Drink, what flavor you got there? Oh, sour. Uh, Sonic Sour. Sonic Sour Apple. I like it's, apples. I love apples. It's actually, I, I like that one um, a little more than the mango, but I probably drink the mango a little more often. By the way, this is open red for those. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the grape. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the grape. grape so mine. we're all back from Bristol. Mike, you came back yesterday or, or you yeah, drove, I, drive overnight? I slept a little bit. Got back at like 8, left at like 8, 8, 8 15 in the morning. I, I was at my mom's house by a little before 11. Do laundry. Because I have a quick turnaround this week. <laughs> Sorry. What time? We pulled into the sheets at about 2.30. 2.30. Uh, I got home at... I misjudged it because I was going off your GPS, which went to sheets. So I told the, the people I was meeting, you know, oh, yeah, like, we're an hour ahead of you. But I still had another hour to drive to, to Concord oh. for 45 minutes. So. so it all matched up? Yeah, it worked out. Worked out. So uh, we're, we're all we, back we from Bristol. hit no deer on the way home. We hit no deer. We did drive uh, near a forest fire. Where it seemed there was no, yeah, there's no was power. Why there was no power? Yep, up there yeah. on Roan Mountain. It was dark. Yeah, we were driving oh, yeah, through the mountains. That drive, whew, you get stuck behind a truck. It's not fun. You got, you took the mountain way and you got stuck behind a truck. Yeah, until the two lanes happened. Hmm. I didn't know as many trucks took that. Was way. it me? Was no it my truck. No, I went no. the next day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to get this on the rails. Good, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I am. We're all exhausted. We all have been at the track for the first time uh, since DCN. All three of us at the track at the same time. Um, Chris, did you go to DCN? You did, right? Yeah, I was there. He better have. Yeah. I got that's how I got there. Oh, that's right. That's you <laughs> rode with. <laughs> so uh, fun weekend at Bristol. Like. Uh, stealth like in the background, like every PR person should be. That's exactly right. We only there if you if you. What do I always say? If you if you're seeing the PR person's name, that's a bad thing. Yes, other, other than something, the byline. something has gone wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so we got all of our races in, um, which was outstanding. Um, pretty good crowd um, out there the second night. What do you guys take away from Bristol, Mike? Why don't Why don't you start that? We're talking about start. We're starting with the second night. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about with practice night. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Oh, I thought you were talking. When we were starting with Saturday. So yeah, let's, let's talk about Friday. So, practice put everybody at ease. I think. Yeah, Jonathan Davenport picking up his third straight win at that time with the World of Outlaws. And before we say that, we haven't seen him in competition since World Finals where he swept it. So it's a good drive, but yeah, the story of that race was Kyle Larson. Heck yes. of a drive. Ended up coming in second. I think you know 
JD doesn't move up to the top side, I think he sneaks around him on the top and ends up winning that race. But a great drive by Larson. But he got to second. He got to second. Right. He ended up second one to go. He ended up yeah. getting a flat and washing up into the wall and carried it around to finish in eighth. I got to tell you, the, the I was standing in the, the stands when that all went down. I actually stand for the whole feature, and uh, that crowd went nuts for, for all of that. <laughs> Even when he hit the wall, like it was uh, – Probably the loudest I've heard a crowd um, in a while. So that was, that's the, that was pretty the cool. track guys. Um, you know, just give a shout out to it. There's a lot that goes into this event, right? Yeah. And I'll tangent this quickly. There's we've been we've been doing meetings with the Bristol staff going back into the November and December weekly, biweekly or bimonthly, I guess would be meetings. And um, but uh, a couple of the, the staff people that we work with on our side, um, Anthony Vestal and Becky Cox from the uh, Bristol media team. And Anthony was telling me that was the loudest he had heard the crowd on a non NASCAR event ever over there. Yeah, I can so, imagine. It, well, I believe that the rough roar, way to get there, but yeah, the roar, <laughs> the roar of the uh, the roar of the crowd. I, look, hey, fans, I enjoyed that all weekend, and the fans were treated to a show. Yeah. Both late model races this weekend were great. The finish on Saturday, the sprint car race, was awesome. Yes, that was unreal. Yeah, yeah. Mike, you want to talk about the elephant in the room, or are we we going to move past it? I, I think it's time to move past it. Honestly, like, yep. it, look, it, it, it's over. It happened. It is what it is. We moved on. We're in Mississippi Thunder this weekend. Outstanding. You know, uh, we'll, we'll go into it. Max Blair cut the deficit a little bit. Kyle Hammer had a great weekend. He really did you know, for someone who never, who barely ran laps on Thursday night too. So I'll throw this out here off the top, and, and I'm we'll, sure we'll talk about it more as we get into the, the show, whatever. Uh, sorry. Monday, we have Monday no, morning, we have no plan, you. by the way. People. Yeah, we're just winging this thing this week. <laughs> Thank you. It's Welcome. like I got to get on a plane in like six hours or yeah. something. Yeah. So, um, but Kyle Hammer, what, what, do you, what do Kyle Hammer, Logan Shuhart, who won night one with the sprints, uh-huh. Based Spencer Baston wins night two with sprints, Hammer Gordy, but Logan spent all day on Wednesday driving media people around in the pace truck and right. doing a whole bit. Was all over the news in Bristol, Johnson City all night, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Spencer Baston came out to Michael Waltrip Brewing, did a big Q and A thing, um, met the fans, did all that. Uh, so did Gordy, so did Kyle Hammer. So Gordy's the only one that didn't capitalize on that. But all the the guys that did all that sort of media stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, two of them wound up with swords. Kyle Hammer had a really good weekend. Really good weekend. Um, he, he, outside of the weekend, he was the best. Yeah. He, we've talked about our bonus program. Yep, Guess who took home the most money both nights? Yeah. Kyle Hammer. So, so. The, le- the lesson is when, when uh, the media – the PR team over here asks you to do some commitments. It'll it'll work out for you. Yes, it's, it tends to. But yeah, I mean, I, and I just thank those guys. I mean, it's obviously everybody's got a million things going on, especially yeah. on a weekend like this where there's so many asks and demands on on guys to do different things. And um, you know, it's, nope. it's it is cool to see. In the end, it's like, well, thank you for doing that. At least you got rewarded. Right. You know, and, like, and, and really, I want to thank all the drivers that stepped up for different things. Yeah, you know, there jo- was all weekend long. Josh, David. Yep. And um, 
Carson on Thursday night after practice yep. for the press conference. Yeah, it's it is yep. unique in, in sort of the, how much media activation we do there. Um, we're having a, a media center to our disposal, but we started out Wednesday night at, at Michael Walter Brewing, like you said, doing uh, Q and A's with some drivers and and meeting our friends at Case. They they all came out and we got to meet all the team over there. It was pretty cool. That was that was one of the more unique experiences. And you're right. Just before we jump on that, the Having the you know Carson Macedo and, and come in, he had just won at Hobstadt and four wins this year, and then you had David and Josh who had uh, a gravel and, and Richards who had been the defending champions in in one right. form or fashion at Bristol. Yeah. Having them all jump into the media center to answer reporters' questions and stuff like that is, and, and especially Josh, who you know I, yeah. I mean they're, they're struggling this year. He had to answer my no, questions, which is even worse. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean. I probably wouldn't have asked that one. I'm not going to lie. Good question, but (laughs) that's right. Um, But yeah, but to to jump back, so so going back to Wednesday night, um, the event, the event, the race nights were obviously Friday, Saturday, Mm -hmm. but this thing started Wednesday night. Uh, We had a great uh, evening at Michael Waltrip Brewing. Uh, Sold a lot of beer. Yeah, Um, I just got the email from them. uh, about how uh, the the what was sold is going to benefit the uh, World of Outlaws Driver Benevolent Fund and the uh, Speedway Children's Charity. So got the uh, paperwork on how those organizations go claim their claim the the um, the money to go to the charity there. So that's really really cool. Yeah. But um, you know, so we had organized uh, the evening with uh, Spencer and Johnny Gibson and Rick Eshelman and. Kyle Hammer and Gordy Gundaker to partake. Boom was trying to be part of it. Boom uh, was he was thrashing on his cars last minute and his business. Boom's a boom is a. He's got a it's people always don't realize is boom when Boom's not working on race cars. He's, he's working. working. He's and working, this yeah. is this is if I remember when we interviewed him last year on our other podcast, I think it was this is the time of year where he makes the money. Yeah, yeah. he he's he was. I mean, you could tell he was <laughs> when he pulled in on. Thursday he was on the chip at yeah. that point he was uh, you know so um all, all good but then um so our uh, Melvin from our sales side and and uh Corey from client services and things they we had kind of heard that some of the case folks uh part of our new uh, partnership with case construction equipment would uh potentially be coming out and honestly didn't didn't really know who all was coming out from their side but uh as the night went on it turned out to be absolutely one of the most incredible experiences i've had in all the years i've been here with a sponsor um very rarely have we done anything like what we wound up doing on yeah on wednesday night where uh terry dolan who is their and i forgive me if i get this wrong it's early monday but vice president of their North American operations. Yeah, I'll, I'll I believe that's kind correct. of put it that way. Um, and had uh, eight eight of their nine distributors or, mm-hmm. or from around the country. They were all there. Very few of them were familiar with racing, but some of them have already become very familiar with racing yes. as we've started the year. Um, I know one of the gentlemen from the West Coast. Uh, he was. <laughs> Very colorful uh. in, in expressing how great this has been and and, uh-huh. and to what uh, what Case is doing. And, and he wants Terry Dolan to keep signing the checks. Checks, yes. 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 <laughs> keep signing the checks. Um, so that was really cool. It was, we it might was, have left the word out there. Uh, but that was great. It was, uh, 
it was really a, a very unique experience and, and we've had different partners through the years and they've all been really good and uh, this was a very unique experience though yeah. where they had their distributors there and their distributors wanted to know who we were yeah uh, a lot of times the sponsors will come in and they they will uh they will meet the kind of the key players that are going to work with them in their different roles mm-hmm. and in this case case wanted to meet everybody from uh you know from our fan engagement team to um our exterior decorators, I our think, exterior, is how shaky you Our exterior banner hangers. <laughs> to, um, to my apparently now my mentor Brian Walker. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, it was it was it was just very unique as we went around. Uh, it was a great night weather wise. First of all, so we were outside uh, outside the the brewing company there, and um, as as we introduced ourselves to them, they went around and introduced them to us sort of did around the room kind of thing and so as it went along we were able to um chat a little bit with some of them get some insight into to what their expectations are Mm -hmm. and what they're thinking and why they're doing this and Mm -hmm. um just just a really uh unique opportunity with a sponsor and um the the larger aspect of the sponsorship and and the group uh overall yeah uh, so just a, a really unique opportunity that, you know, like I said, doesn't happen very often. Those guys, like you said, there was there was eight of them there. Um, and still at this point, a large chunk of those had never seen a dirt race. Correct. Uh, as yep. of Wednesday night, and they were still well, pumped because they'd they already were, heard, you know, things in market uh, had been moving and shaking. Yep. So well, they were treated to a show Friday night, I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah. And Saturday. You know, we, we, both, we, haven't both talked, days. We, we talked about the late model race. We haven't talked about really, and we'll get into it more, but Spencer Baston. <laughs> Spencer Baston, well, Spencer Baston has been fast most of the year. Yeah, he just as we were talking about, there's guys that that had wins that just, you know, you talk about luck mm-hmm. and and needing the luck to go. You know, Spencer on on Saturday night, Spencer made his own luck. Yeah, he did. He kept that foot in that thing. Yeah, and it was it was breathtaking. I think even even Kyle Larson was. He was impressed. He was impressed. I was going to say he was su- surprised, and I don't think he was surprised. I think he was impressed. Right. Because we, we had that restart with one to go. Yeah. So, so the interesting thing uh, is, as the night goes on, well, Kyle's obviously running sprint cars and late models, and sprint cars were first on uh, on uh, Saturday night. Late mo- we flipped the order. So Saturday night, sprint cars are second. I'm sorry, late models are first. Yep. So Kyle runs his late model, and... No, 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 no. Wait, I got no, it backwards. No, no. Late, models were, late, late models, models were first Friday. Late models were first Friday. Sprint cars were <laughs> Monday morning. Well, the, here, here's the tough thing about no, it. I'm, Realistically, all four features because of the speeds at Bristol went by so fast. Yes, I think, I think what what it was maybe very few cautions. eight minutes Friday night for the sprint feature, and I think our feature went green to checkered. It was eight minutes too. Yeah, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, but so so Kyle, right? Sprint car feature was first on Saturday. Kyle winds up. Kyle, there's a green white checkered. Mm-hmm. It's it's Spencer leading the field to green. Larson's on his tail, who had been closing. Yep. Uh, and then Logan Schuhart was in third, who had won the night before, and Logan was really closing. Yeah. I think if that he thing was, stays yeah, green, he's hauling the mail. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> green white checkered finish. They come into the white flag, and and Spencer's got the right rear on the wall, mm-hmm. and uh. uh Kyle is coming up off the bottom and 
looks like he wants to put a slide job on him off of turn four, coming to the white flag, and Logan's just sitting there in third, going, oh, "I'm, I'm right. I'm going to win this because <laughs> those two aren't getting through cleanly." Yep. And Spencer kept his foot in it as as you would expect, but I mean that they're going fast. They're at going Bristol. really fast. Yeah, I was going to say I, I think uh, Kyle threw as much of a slide job as physically possible there. I think any more than that, and he was so. He was in the, the thing Ultra about it was was Kyle then so so you want to talk you just want to run and ask these guys about that one moment right after the race well Kyle's got to jump in the late model right so we had Logan and Spencer in the uh, in the media center afterward while the late models are starting to roll around the track because you know so so following the late model race Kyle comes in by himself so we could talk about the sprint car race and it would have been very cool to be able to have Spencer back in there yeah. But the expression when so when we asked Kyle about that moment, and you could see the smile on Kyle's face, like that was impressed. Like yeah. he was impressed that Basin kept his foot in the gas like that. Yeah. And I don't think Kyle was a hundred percent sure that Basin was going to be able to do that mm-hmm. or willing to do that because there was no room. I mean, I think even Kyle said he goes, "Well, I left him about an inch between that and the wall, barely." I mean, if it that. was. It, it was it was close, but that's why I, I sent a tweet out the other I don't know Saturday night Sunday something like that. Just the there's there's a there's a skill level these guys have to be able to do what they're doing at Bristol to do it anywhere. Sure, but let's take Bristol because I think as we clocked it, they were up darn near close to 150 miles an hour. Yep, and. There's really no lifting in the corners. No, they're, it's, they're scrubbing it's, about. It was about two miles. Two, they're scrubbing two to four miles of an yeah. hour. Like, that is insane. Yeah. So, wide open, you're trying to win a race. Spencer trying to win his first race of the year. Um, Larson, who doesn't ever want to finish second, mm-hmm. right? Nobody does. None of these guys ever want to finish second. And just in that that moment in time, to to watch those guys it is it is skill it is talent but uh i mean the bravery it's balls yeah it's, i'll say it's, it. balls. it's balls it's, 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 it's <laughs> balls to the wall is, is what yep. we call paul mcmahon i mean to be able to do that you have to be a special type of person right to be able to do that you there cannot is have no way a normal person can go off a turn four at Bristol with a car on your inside, pinching you up against the wall at 150 miles an hour and keep your foot in it. And then walk in the media center, calm as, calm as. I think that's the thing it is. You cannot have a single doubt in your mind. If you have doubt that that hesitation is what will cause you, you know, to crash. You see it in extreme sports. You see it in all kinds of things. So yeah, it's. It's something. It's, it's something special to to stand there and watch it. Yeah, that's well, why. That's why, you know, people ask years and years ago, why, why do you get into this business? And I said, it was to for me, it was to ask IndyCar drivers, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you get into a rocket ship and drive it around with 20, 25 other rocket ships on a narrow? Cor- why would you do that? There's yeah. no, there's no sane reason that anybody should do what what just happened the other night. Right. But thank God they do because yeah. oh my, it was incredible. Super to watch. exciting. It yeah. was. And and you know it's funny not to not to go back to the heat race from earlier tonight, but that first heat with Logan and Rico. Yeah. If oh, that's that a feature. Yeah. 
Logan probably drives that a lot different because he knew he was going to be the dash and still yeah. had a shot to get one of those top six spots. But Rico didn't give him any room either, and that no. was fun to watch. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, and, and we're going to Eldora this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sticking uh, with the big tracks. Yeah, you, you're. I mean, obviously, it's it's a little bit different, but I don't know. You you go from Hobstadt, Bristol. Now you're coming back to Eldora. Next week it's Lincoln, Williams Grove. You're gonna. It, it's just uh it's just remarkable what these guys do, the risks that they take, um, to make a living mm-hmm. is, it's crazy. It's fun to watch. Yeah, well, definitely. Way. If you think about it, the risk that they take to make a living, they make a big enough risk that we all get to make a living yeah. based off of their risk. You're right. Yes, thank yep. you, thank you to all <laughs> of you. Yep. So that that let's wrap Bristol up and and uh, take a quick break here, and we'll move on. Uh, Look ahead this week. We're we're back in action with the Super Dirt Car Series. Both the World Outlaw Series are running this weekend, and uh, much much more. K1 Race Gear is proud to be the official safety gear provider of the World of Outlaws. Over half the World of Outlaws competitors trust K1 Race Gear with all their safety product needs. Whether it's premium custom suits, gloves, or shoes, K1 Race Gear has you covered. Find out more at www.k1racegear.com and follow us along at, at K1 Race Gear on all social media platforms. K1 Race Gear, the racer's brand of safety gear and apparel. Spencer Baston takes the top spot back. Down the back straightaway for the final time. One last chance for Kyle Larson, but I'm not sure he's close enough. Spencer Baston will win night two of the Bristol Bash. Kyle Larson second. Logan Shuhart third. Rico Abreu fourth. And David Gravel in fifth. What a job Spencer Baston did to hold off Kyle Larson and claim the $25,000 top prize. Um, well, you want to just jump in? We'll just jump in. We're going to just jump in with this interview. Um, so we'll, we'll put this thing into uh, open red this week. Yep. Um, so let's just get to it. You know, what are you doing with the sword? It's, uh, it's going to have a special spot in the uh, CJB shop there in, in Carlisle. Um, you know, when I first arrived at CJB and, and kind of first started getting my stuff fitted and kind of getting acquainted, it was a really, really cool uh just a cool place to be because everywhere you look you know they have won some of the biggest uh you know most exclusive races and have the the coolest trophies and their collection is is already full but uh, i'm looking forward to kind of continuing to add on to that it it really looks and since we're talking cjb it really looks like you and barry and the team have been gelled fast and it, it, you know, sometimes it takes a while for that stuff to happen. It seems like you guys have come together really, really quick, and it's showing on the track. Does that feel like it from your standpoint? I think so. I mean, like I said in my in my post race interview after, this is most confident and comfortable that I have really ever been in a race car. I think a lot of that has to do with you know the the equipment that we have. You know, Chad Clemens is is you know, in my opinion, one of the best owners out there he's been a part of this sport for a very long time he knows what it takes and he gives uh, you know barry and our team everything we need in order to be successful um and so i think i think a lot of that goes into it along with the fact that you know finally i'm, I'm getting to build towards something and kind of stay in one car uh night after night you know these last couple years i've been hopping around a lot so that that really both of those things together um i think kind of obviously showing what we're capable of um just giving me that kind of final comfort and confidence that 
you know, I can go out and attack every night um, and continue to build towards one goal. So it's, um, you know, we have been really, really fast this year. And I feel so good to finally get that first one out of the way on the season. And the fact is that Bristol Motor Speedway for twenty five grand makes it even sweeter. It just so you know, we were talking about it and thinking back through this thing. And you know, there are there are times throughout the season that people will look back and there there are things that they will remember. And for a bunch of us, that green white checkered finish will be something that stands out all the way through World Finals this year. Can you just take us back? And I know we talked about it Saturday night, but now you've had a day to think about it. Um, can you kind of take us back through that that finish where you're on the fence and Larson's pinching you? And I, I really wish you could have seen Kyle in the media center after the late model race when he came in and he was talking about it because um, I will say you you gained his if you, if you didn't already have it, which I'm I'm sure you do, but you you gained his respect he was very impressed that you kept your foot in it um he he was challenging you to see if you would do it and he was extremely impressed with the fact that you kept your foot in the gas coming to the white flag there Can you just take us back through that lap well uh first of all i i was not prepared to lead 24 of those damn laps and lose it on the last one that's for <laughs> sure <laughs> um no, but yeah, that so the restart came out or the caution came out, and I had actually not even seen the white, and that had kind of happened the night before that too. You just you kind of get so focused in on what you're doing um, inside the car. You know, we're running the top. You're you're close to the fence, a high speed place. You just get kind of in your groove and, and your momentum going. I knew that we were getting close to the end. I knew there had to be only a few laps left because I had kind of been counting early. Um, but when that caution fell, I didn't realize that I was even coming to the checker. So, you know, mentally, you know, obviously you always want to stay calm and, and collected. But I think if I would have known that uh, I was coming to the checker and that caution fell, I would have been a lot more, uh, I don't know, anxious, I guess, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word. But as soon as the caution came out, I knew what I needed to do on the restart. Um, you know, I, I tried the night before racing down the track a little bit with some guys. Uh, where we started and it kind of bit me just because you, you peel off and you come across the center and like you know slide yourself or slide somebody you lose so much momentum so I knew on the restart I had to go to the top I had to just keep doing what I was doing I knew I, at that time I thought it was Logan um, obviously it was Kyle I knew whoever was in second was going to be throwing something at me um, and frankly when he did in one and two I didn't think he would have that good of a run into three. Um, looking back, maybe I, you know, I should have protected into three, uh, coming to the white, and uh, but then that would have maybe given him even another chance to reload and fire another one into one and two. So um, when he dove down into three, coming to the white flag, I realized how much of a run he had gotten because he was, you know, he was pretty far out ahead of me. Uh, but sliding up and, and kind of at the last second, I saw him put just a little bit more angle into the car uh, before he got to the cushion. And he kind of did that pretty early. So I, I immediately thought, I think he's given me a lane. I had a good run, good amount of momentum and grip off there. Uh, there's a little bit of a, of a lane of kind of just fluff and powder that we hadn't really been up to yet. So I just kind of winced and, and tried to drive around it and, and then obviously took his line away into one and, and secured it. You mentioned, you know, that you have a lot of faith in your equipment. How, how much, I'm sure quite a bit, but how much does that play into um, you d deciding to make an aggressive move like that to just 
keep your foot in it, you know? Right. Yeah. You'll see, you know, there's guys out here, um, you know, most of the outlaw guys, they do lots of things with their cars that, that look just, you know, unpractical sometimes or, you know, over the edge. But it's a deal where personally I feel when you have the comfort and confidence of what your car is capable of, you're willing to take risks and kind of push past that uh, line of limit or, you know, kind of going where other people would normally go. And a lot of that comes from comfort. You know, there's been nights where, um, you know, you don't have that comfort and you don't feel your car is that strong. You're not going to take those risks and you're not going to do those things. But when you have that confidence and comfort, um, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier to, to make those split second decisions of, you know, whether to or whether not to. So, um, yeah, just all weekend we, we made a ton of progress, very changed, you know, in the grand scheme of things, didn't change much, but we made a lot of small changes that helped us get to where we were uh, Saturday night for the feature. So um, just a, a great job by my crew and kind of never giving up all weekend and, and just finding that, you know, next best thing. What, what can we do just to be a half a cent better here and a little more stuck here? And, uh, you know, hats off to them. And I'm glad we were able to reward them with all of that effort. They spent all weekend trying to get us, uh, you know, a win at Bristol. I'm just always amazed that you guys can process all of that. Well, everything that you talked about that went into that lap at 150 miles an hour, right rear on the wall with a guy like Larson on your inside that all, you can, like, it slows down enough, I'm guessing, for you. Like, for me, I, I well, obviously – all right. So thank God there's good reason for that. But I mean, to be able to process that, all that going on and, and being able to make that, it's, it's, it's why you're, you're in that seat. Um, so, you know, looking ahead now, you take that to Eldora, uh, you've kind of gotten, you've, so you've gotten the victory. Now you kind of unlock the key to what you got to do. How does that, how do you take what you did this past weekend and apply that to Eldora? Well, I think, I think, um, you know, the fact that we hadn't won a race yet, um, uh, definitely had put a lot more pressure. As soon as I drew the one pill, um, Saturday night, I was like, okay, man, here's your opportunity. You cannot screw this up. You, you have to get this one done just because we've been close so many times. So not that, you know, our, attitude changes going into these nights obviously you want to go out and win every night if you can um but going into eldora now a little bit more relaxed and, and not so uptight about you know we haven't won a race yet but we've been knocked on the door you know almost every night yep. um so i think i think we get to go in you know confidence comfort again obviously but just kind of to know that uh you know we can just go out and give it our all and, and you know do everything we need to do but you can kind of take a breath maybe a little bit in between uh, just having that one win in your back pocket. And they always say the first one's hardest to get, get over. And then once that, they, you know, they seemingly start to fall a little easier. Not that it's ever easy, but, uh, you know, you guys know what I mean. Definitely. And then, you know, I guess I'll just look out a couple of weeks now. So, um, you know, the posse is going to try to claim you in a couple of weeks, <laughs> no matter what happens. Uh, it's a CJB Pennsylvania car. Um, you know, Lincoln, Williams Grove, uh, two historic tracks. Um, the competition is unique out there. What's, you know, what's the excitement level when you get to, to go race in Pennsylvania? So now you're racing in your team's hometown. What does that do? Does that 
jack things up or does it, you know, what does it do for you? I think so. I think it's, um, you know, it, it kind of gives you a little bit more of, uh, I, I think from a mental aspect, I know that the team working out of the shop and going back to the shop every night will definitely, you know, be nice and, and you kind of get the recharge. Uh, but then kind of running in front of a home crowd, just like home field advantage almost um, seemingly for any sport always kind of helps the, the morale and, and kind of everyone's attitude. And, um, you know, I've, I've won a race at Lincoln before in the Swindell car yep. uh, with the all-stars. Um, they have, you know, won races, uh, I believe in both of those tracks. So it's kind of a deal where just get back to our groove and, and kind of get back to home base and, and, uh, you know, go try to compete and run up front every night. So, I mean, we run so many different racetracks all across the country that, um, you know, it, a lot of these places you roll into, the team has been to there before, but when you kind of have your, your home crowd uh, cheering you on, is, is makes it definitely a little bit more special and, and maybe boost morale a little bit. Awesome. Good deal. Well, thank you for taking the time. Uh, thanks again for Wednesday night. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier in the, in the show about yeah. – uh, you guys that all came out to the Waltrip Brewing Brewing Company and, and uh, put some time in to promote the event and things like that. So um, it's it's more than what happens on the track, but man, what you did on the track was pretty impressive. Well, thank you very much. I'm just I'm really really happy that um, you know our partners, Signing Day Sports and JRC Transportation, High Performance Lubricants, and CNS Lawn Landscape more get to finally be rewarded with the win with all the speed and the hard work they put into this program and believing in us. So uh, I know Barry and I are, are very pleased and, and got to put a big smile on Chad Clemens' face, and that's, uh, that's what's most important. Ever wonder what drivers use when they're working at the track? Our good friends from DirtCarLifts.com provide the perfect setup in the pits. Catch both our World of Outlaws case construction equipment late models and World of Outlaws NOS energy drink sprint car teams using them throughout the season. That's DirtCarLifts.com. All right, so Super Dirt Car Series back in action, and our very own Mike Warren headed up to the beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, is it Bridgeport Motorsport? Bridgeport Mo- so the website is Bridgeport Speed. If one of them, the Facebook page is Bridgeport Speedway, but it's Bridgeport Motorport. Motor, yeah, Bridgeport Motorsports Park. Got to get them all out. Too many ports. All right, let me let me also just clarify. We made our picks for this race a week ago because if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, the race has already happened. It has at this point, and you've already done a great job pit reporting up there. I hope so. Your hair looked good. I'm on my way to Wisconsin. My pick. <laughs> was great you don't uh, who'd you pick i think i picked jimmy phelps well, i picked max mclaughlin so we'll see well, well, well right now we the people listening know who won but as we state this we don't uh, jimmy phelps was uh, on the podium at uh he came from 12th i think to second at fulton over the weekend he this did. last weekend so larry white picked up he won last week at albany saratoga picked up a win this week at land of legends so he's he's looking good going into this it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see exactly what happens but as we've already seen. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about a race that is both in the future and in the past. Like, it's an odd predicament to be in this, yes. for a podcast. So we'll just move on to Mississippi Thunder. That's right. I'm excited for this one. But before we get to Mississippi Thunder, I also want to give a shout-out to our good buddy Ricky Weiss. Yeah, know, he yeah, ran, yeah, ran yeah, the tour yeah. last couple of years. It was a win he definitely needed to get. He picked up a win at Boyd's earlier this year, but grabbing that win at Bristol for a sniper chassis, yep. you know, very good. And not many people, there are not many people that I have seen after Chris Madden takes the lead in a race that drive right back by. by him. So Ricky was fast last year at the, the the tire test, I believe. He was second to um, Shepard at the end of the night. 
ran real good. I mean, he's just been incredibly fast there every time he's had uh, the car on the track and, and finally well, got that win. And here's the other thing. He let two, he, it was two Bristol Bash races in a row that kind of slipped away from him. Because yeah. <laughs> you could see it on, on uh, uh, Friday night. He was, he was disappointed. I don't know what the right word yeah. is, but probably heavier than disappointed. But he was, you could see it. So then on Saturday night after the race in the media center, Big smiles, yeah. Just like like relief, like yeah. like monkey, monkey off, off the shoulder, yeah. yeah that whole that, thing. That's the thing that got lost in the shuffle with Larson on Friday night, driving from the back. Is Ricky Weiss led till it was four to go, and JD got him. It wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like Ricky Weiss wasn't. I think JD might have had the best quote from Saturday night too, when Madden passed Weiss. <laughs> but JD was JD's like, like, "There was a pass for I was so far back. There was a pass for the lead. And I didn't even realize." He's third. There was a pass for the lead. I didn't even see it. I didn't know they passed. For the lead. That's why why I love J.D. And by the way, guess who's coming to Mississippi Thunder this weekend? Really? Superman. Nice. Superman. But let's get get into the picks here. Start off. We got three nights of racing. Yeah. Three. And I am going to go out on a limb and say, I'm going to tell you my three picks right now. There will be three first-time winners this weekend for the World of Outlaws. You think so? I do. uh, Before we do picks, is there anybody interesting coming other than Davenport? I believe we will see the 32. Okay. So we know if Ruben was here, who he'd pick. Uh, what about, like, Winger? Anybody like that going to be there? No, unfortunately, uh, that is not going to I'm happen. I'm slow on a Monday. I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pick race one. Uh, uh, who knows who's ahead right now? Uh, I'm picking last. No, none of us got to pick this weekend. We were both close on multiple nights. Well, then you're picking first. Yes, as, as usual. Oh, okay. Brent Larson on Thursday night. Ooh. He finished uh, second. Listen, he finished second here right. last year to Sheppy, and he led most of that race. I do not count him out at this racetrack under any circumstance. I like that. He, yeah, he was quick. Um, you want to just pick all three nights? Pick all let's three. Let's, yeah, pick, let's all pick all three. three. Friday night, Tyler Bruning. He lives an hour and a half down the road from that place. He's been looking forward to this one. And then Saturday, there's no way I'm going through these three nights without picking this guy to win and I in him taking the fifty grand. You better all fear the Reaper. Ryan Gustin's grabbing one this weekend. It may not be he may get it earlier than Saturday, but I right. you gotta pick one for each night. So I'm going with the Reaper on Saturday night. Um I'm going Kyle Hammer, night one. Okay. I'm going Jonathan Davenport second night because he's gonna get one while he's up there. That dude is What'd you say? He's won the last three he's races. Won three, he's won three, three out of four. He so he in Davenport talked about this the other night or I don't know, last and actually, night. Actually, I think it's Saturday four out of night, five because I don't think night. he raced with us between USA Nationals and World Finals either. No, so he is not raced. He he intentionally didn't run a lot in February. Didn't run January. Didn't run. He he saved his stuff. Yeah, he is ready to roll now. We've all been racing since second week of January, right? Yeah, he's got a thousand miles fewer oh, on his. Yeah, equipment. oh, it's. Three out of his last five races. He's won with us. No, not just with us, in general. In general. All right, so I've got Kyle Hammer, Jonathan Davenport. Who's my third night? Let me think. I feel like Tanner English is, is going to do something this year. Um, and if I remember, I did the Hell Tour run Mississippi Thunder a couple years ago when he was on it, or last year when he was on it. I don't believe so. Oh, no, it's well, I'm making funny. things up. That's But that's my justification. Tyler Tanner English for... Uh, Night number three there, the Daryl. I, I, I like see on tracks like this, I like all those picks though, because it's it's who's gonna hit the setup the right. I mean, there's a couple guys we're missing that are probably gonna be there, but it, that that can easily win, and we'll get to that after Chris makes his picks for purposely reasons, so I don't give away anything. 
<laughs> no, there's no other, there's no other, there's nothing really to give away. Like if you look at the region, you know, who you probably expect to be there this weekend. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I still, I think we're going to get kind of back into, you know, obviously Bristol is a whole unique kind of, I was going to say one off, but it's a two off because we had two races. I am going to say that Dennis Herb Jr. gets back on the back on the horse there. I would think he so would. So yeah. I think Dennis will win. I'm going to just throw my winners out there. I think it'll be a, a Dennis, and I think it'll be a Max Blair, and I think it's going to be Davenport. And I'm just trying to think of which nights I want to say which one. I would put Davenport probably on the first night. I'll go Blair on the second night, and I think Dennis Herb will Huge, huge, huge Saturday night. You think I'll take it take it on Saturday? I like those good picks. I, I I don't I don't hate any pick that we just made. Yeah. But but now I'll get into it. Don't forget, you know, we mentioned the thirty two. Yep. Shannon Babb. Yeah. You know, Squirrel. Jimmy Mars. You know, guys that are all capable of picking up wins. Yeah. It's it's a good feel of cars. You know. Yeah. It's gonna gonna be a good name. You know, we we go from a week where the redraw kinda was very important to where the way this track was last year might set you back a couple spots, but the redraw like you it's it is what it is. So you can start you can start eighth and win here. There's no question about that. You can probably start twelfth and win here. T Mac last year in the sixty lap race started deep. It was the last car qualified out of the heat races and finished fifth. Could have darn near started twenty fourth on. Friday night and one. Uh, that's true. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. Yep. All right, sprint cars. Let's race two at Eldora. Sorry, I was distracted by an email. Oh, we, so we, I read it. We too. all just got. I don't know. We'll deal with it when we're off the air. Anyway, where are we at? Eldora. Eldora. We're at right, Eldora. Go, Donnie shots. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I pick first. Oh shit! Okay. I'm not picking Donnie shots, so that's okay. Good. Uh, I'm gonna go David Gravel mm. on Friday. I'm going to assume he's going to be there, and this may be this is tough, but I'm going to go Brent Marks on Saturday night. He's good at Eldora. Those are good picks. You know, we always tell each other we have good picks, and neither of us ever laugh at each other and say, "Man, that was dumb. Why would you pick him?" Anyway, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Donnie Shots, like I said, night one, and I'm going to go. I think Spencer Basin gets the second one. I, it's not a bad deal. Yep, yep. I'm going Shots uh, Basin. Shots and based and going to Eldora. Um, well, I'll say uh, I'll say shots on Friday night. Um, I'll say shots on Saturday night. Shots with the sweep. Yeah, I like it. Well, I mean, it is his owner's racetrack. Mike, you got to catch a flight. Let's do the dirt vision schedule for the weekend. All right, hold on. Let me load it up. I'm, let me load it up. I'm not. I'm not prepared here. Not prepared. Story of my life. Um, all right, we'll kick things off with Millbridge on Wednesday, May 4th. Start time going to be at 6.30. And Thursday night, we're back. Man, it's a short week. <laughs> it would have been a short week if I wasn't going to right. go to the big block race on Tuesday. Uh, 6.45 Eastern start. And if you're wondering why that's so late, it's because we're in the central time zone. Yeah. I do I do that sometimes. Forget that Wisconsin is in the central time zone. When it is in the central time zone. It's our first race in the central time zone because Farmer City... Hey, I just want to say Central Time Zone because each of you guys have said it a couple well, of times. Well, yeah, you got that. All right, six, <laughs> 645 start on Thursday night. Then Friday, we're back at it at Mississippi Thunder. Again, a 6 p.m. start. 
Eastern on that one. Then Eldora, kind of a big deal. Let's race two kind for the World deal. of Outlaws, yeah. NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. That's, That's going to be a 6.15 start. It's in the Eastern time zone. Yes, it is. Attica, which is also in the Eastern time zone. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll start at 6.30. We got Williams Grove as well. Jacksonville at 7.15. Central. Thank you. You done? <laughs> then on Saturday, Millbridge starting at 5.30. East, We're back time, in action, yeah. 5.45 Eastern. Fallujah, Florida time. Florida, it's its own clock. <laughs> it's own clock. <laughs> Eldora, another Eastern time zone race. 6.15 yeah, yeah, yeah. start. Knoxville, a 7.45 start. Houston, it's a 7.30 start. That's mountain. And then... No. no? I'm going to I'm gonna put it on Central. here. I'm going to put Central. it on here on the back Not end, although... Although we will have it, we will have a show before this, but keep in mind, we got Lincoln on the back end. I just want to put it in your mind. Round one, Posse versus Outlaws coming up. Pretty exciting stuff. And to the per- we did have people say that technically Pennsylvania won both wins, both races this weekend. Nah, not how that works. Well, Spencer's you know, from way, Indiana, but the car, you know, Barry and it, all those guys and Chad Clinton, they're all from they're you know, we Pennsylvania. Know the, we know the own. Posse just picks, like they just pick well, and choose who's Lo- a member. Logan's been an outlaw for like 10 years. Yeah. You can't count that. Yeah. But anyway, my shots in early. You know what's great about the central time zone? What? Like the news would comes on at ten o'clock. It doesn't yeah. come on at eleven. Yeah, we grown up in the central time zone. You trying to give me PTSD from D from my former job? No, I'm just saying. You, you know what else is nice? What's nice about the West Coast time zone? When you're a football fan, football starts at ten a.m. Oh, I always uh, working at a daily newspaper. I always thought everything should be done in Hawaii. Yeah. You walk in the newspaper in the afternoon, it'd be done. You know, no <laughs> surprises. Like I Everything like would, you could start you laying know, it out. You know, those are my favorite days in the newsroom when there are no surprises. Few and far between. All right, that wraps up episode ten of um, Open Red. Open Red. Open Red. Credentials <laughs> denied. What are, what are you? I'm just. I'm just here. So, so I there was a credential denied too. What's that? There was a credential denied over the weekend. Yeah, that there was. Let's let's not get it. There that. was future credentials denied. Yeah, and I stand behind it. See you next week, everybody.